Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of the Impact Podcast. I will be your host for today, Abdullah Yusufzai, founder of Impact, and we have a very special guest joining us, Dr. Latanya McDade, the brand new superintendent of Prince William County Public Schools. We will be asking Dr. Latanya McDade to offer us a little bit of background on herself and share with us the direction that she wants to take our county in coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic and as our brand new superintendent. We hope you enjoy and as always, make sure to follow our social media pages and visit our website to learn more about impact. Welcome, Dr. McDade. How are you doing? Hope everything is going great. How is the new school year going for you? It's going very well, and I really appreciate you having me on. Um, Things have been off to a strong start. Uh, I've had an opportunity now. I think I'm up to about 50 schools that I've that I've gotten into since my first day. So that's exciting. Um, And then kicking off this new school year and just seeing the high energy in all of our schools and the excitement from both students and staff really has been refreshing. That's wonderful. That's great to hear. What are some of the most interesting or the most enjoyable or different things that you've seen so far in your visits? I think really seeing students in levels of engagement. Um, we have about 97% of our students who are uh, learning in person, and then we have um, you know, 3% of our students who are virtual, and we worked really hard to ensure that every student has a strong educational environment, whether they were virtual and in person. Um, what I've seen going to visit classrooms in person is just a sheer joy for learning. The students are happy to be back in the classroom. They're happy to engage with their peers. Um, and so uh, being in the classroom has been a, an exciting time uh, for me, I think, and for the students. I think, I don't know who's more excited, if it's me or for them, but um, talking to students and staff and hearing from our teachers. So many of our teachers have said they're just happy to be with the students and to be able to um, engage with them and see them uh, in person. So it's, it's been rewarding to see students being able to be back in the classroom where they belong. That is wonderful to hear, Dr. McDade. So before we get deeper into things, could you please tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure, would love to. So I know, you know, uh, since I've started at so many different, um, I've done so many different interviews and shared a little bit about me. So it would come as no surprise some of the things that, I, that I'll share. One, um, of course, I'm a native Chicagoan. I was born and raised in Chicago. I am a first-generation American born to uh, immigrant parents. Both my mother and my father immigrated to the United States from Belize City, Belize just looking for you know, uh, a better way of life um, and stronger outcomes for their children. Um, and so my dad always impressed upon me education, education, education as the great equalizer. And I would have to say that it is. And so um, you know, I've always highly valued education. I didn't uh, start out wanting to be an educator. I actually went into college thinking that I would go into business finance. And I had an opportunity to be a part of um, an organization, Junior Achievement. And I went into the classroom to work with students on financial literacy and absolutely loved it. And that kind of was what set me on the track to thinking, hey, you know, I might enjoy being um, in the classroom. And so I ended up changing my major to elementary education and um, got a degree from Chicago State University in elementary education. English language arts was my area of concentration. Um, And I taught middle school. 
Um, I taught middle school and then I moved on to become an assistant principal, a principal, a uh, supervisor of schools uh, as a chief schools officer. And then I would uh, move on to be the chief officer of teaching and learning. And that's where I kind of oversaw a lot of academic programs and professional learning before becoming the chief education officer for Chicago Public Schools, where I oversaw all educational opportunities for um, 638 schools. We had about 340,000 students. So it was a tremendous job, but one that I will cherish always. Um, I'm a career educator, 23 years. Um, so I'm excited to bring a, a body of work that I've amassed um, with me to Prince William County to continue, to continue my leadership journey. That's wonderful to hear. And we're truly thankful for everything you've done. Is there something, any words of inspiration you want to say to people who like you maybe want to do one thing, but then, you know, sparked an interest in something else or figuring out what they want to do? Yeah, I think, you know, it's often, I would say, it's especially to our students as they begin to think about their future, one, career exploration. There are so many careers out there, a lot of times our students are not aware of. And for you to really tap into your in interests and really know what it is that you want to do, you have to explore. And that is okay to even start out your college career if you choose to go to college um, or if you're even going into CTE. First, doing a little bit of research and a little bit of homework to really understand what's out there and what speaks to your own personal interests. That's the first thing that I would say. And it's okay if you start out um, on one path and then you realize that's not the path for you. Like me, you know, I love education. I love being an educator. And I can't even think, you know, what my life would be like if I didn't take this path. But I did start out thinking that I was interested in something else. So, I think for all students, I would say one, have a plan. Um, make sure that before you graduate, you sit down and have a meaningful conversation with your counselor so that you can get strong post-secondary advising and have a concrete plan in your back pocket so that you know the multiple pathways that are available to you and you pick the one that best suits you and meets your interests and needs. Thank you, Dr. McKay. So speaking of paths and speaking of which direction to take, as our new superintendent for Prince William County Public Schools, what direction do you want to guide our county school district in during your tenure here? Well, one, I'm really excited to be here. And uh, I've embarked upon what I'm calling a 100-day listening tour. And so, um, you know, I really do think that it's important for every leader when you're coming into a new situation is to seek first to understand. So the first thing I want to do is listen and learn in order to be able to lead the school division in the right direction. A lot of what I've heard has been deeply rooted in families just wanting a strong educational option in their backyard. They don't want to have to travel far to get uh, access to the programs that their students might be interested in. People want to see equity in opportunities within the school division. So that's a big piece of um, my leadership goals is to make sure that every student has access to a strong educational experience. And so that's not just 
instruction in the classroom, but overall programming within their schools. They have access to strong educational experiences and opportunities um, and in their communities. And so that's one, uh, one big focus. Um, and then the other thing is being deeply grounded in family and community engagement. We have to make sure that all voices are heard within our school division and that our families and our community have a say and have a seat at the table in the way that decisions are made, um, in uh, how we plan programming, and even down to how we build a strategic plan for the next four years, which is something that we're currently working on. So I have three, um, technically four core commitments within our strategic plan. The first one is learning and achievement for all students. Um, the second one is family and community engagement. The third is a positive school climate and culture, making sure we have safe and supportive environments for all students and staff. And then the fourth one is organizational coherence, making sure that we are exhibiting um, integrity in the decisions that we make, making sure that our investments are being driven by our priorities. The last goal you had of integrity and making sure to focus on uh, where families need help the most and where students need help the most. Mm -hmm. um, I think especially with a lot of students who in high school with, you know, these CTE programs and advanced classes and things like that, um, it can really help students get ahead and get on equal footing as others who have more resources in them or, you know, everyone's situation is different. So I think it's important that we respond to them as such. Absolutely. So, is there anything that these values of equity and academic excellence and integrity hold to you personally? Yes, you know, those, while I talked about the four commitments for our strategic plan, the three core values that you just named really are what grounds my personal leadership in this role and coming into the superintendency, um, my commitment as a leader is to ensure that I remain grounded in those core values of, you know, academic excellence, um, integrity, and equity. And the reason those are so critically important to me is because I think about my own journey from a student to where I am today and what education has afford, afforded me. I always say, and I'm sure this isn't a phrase that you haven't heard, you know, talent is, is equally distributed across our country, across our county, across our school division, but oftentimes opportunity is not. And so when I think about the fact that I have been afforded opportunities that has allowed me to realize my own personal goals and aspirations and have a fulfilling career and a, a fulfilling life, I want that for all of our students as well. And when I think about what it took for me to be able to um, have the kind of or have access to the kind of pathways that afforded me uh, the chance to live out my own personal dreams and aspirations, it really comes, it comes down to exactly what I identified. High expectations for every single student. Every single student has a fundamental right to a high quality education that will position them for success and give them an opportunity to pursue rewarding careers, have a full and have a fulfilling life along with economic mobility. And then secondly, that only happens when we value equity, 
recognizing that every student is different and what might be enough or, uh, you know, for me in one school may not be what's needed in another school for another student. So when we talk about equity, we have to really understand what that means. Equity doesn't mean that we're taking something away from someone else to give to another. Equity means every single student has a fair shot to succeed. And how do we accomplish that? It's in the way that we pool our resources and our talents to meet the individual needs of every single student, regardless of their race, regardless of their economic uh, background, regardless of their country of origin, what community they live in, wherever they go to school, we have to make sure that there's equity in the resources, tools, and supports, and how we invest in academic programming so that every student has a fair shot to, to succeed. And then that last piece about integrity is honesty and being transparent about where we are today and where we want to be in the future, valuing the voice of our families that trust us with their students um, and making sure that we have authentic engagement with our families and community so that our families, our parents, our partners in education with us. And those are the things that I think um, ground me because it was exactly what I needed to be able to succeed. And it's what every student deserves. I truly appreciate you taking such a critical look at what our county needs and being realistic, because it's oftentimes very easy to glaze over things or look at them through like a, a gilded lens and just think that everything is fine. But um, it's, it's important to take a critical look and see where we can allocate our resources to the students who need it the most. So thank you very much for that, Dr. McDade. Absolutely. So one of the major things that has been a part of our lives recently is the pandemic, of course. And as restrictions are slowly lifted and vaccinations are being given and um, as things are kind of heading in the right direction as we get out of the situation, is there any guidance or advice you would like to provide our families in PWCS? Yes, that's a really powerful question. And I really, I appreciate you asking that question. Um, and it's so apropos. I think that uh, throughout the country, not just here in Prince William County, there's just so much trepidation about the times that we're in. And I would say to our families that we will get on the other side of this and we'll, we'll have to do that together. And in order to do that, we have to stay the course. Um, we have to make sure that education for every student, whether they're in person, whether they're virtual, as we come through this pandemic, we have to make sure that we are prioritizing high quality education for our students because we are in a period of recovery. Whether it's academic or socially and emotionally, our students and our staff, our families as a whole have been through so much. And this is a time of recovery. And so we are heavily focused on recovery, acceleration and re-engagement coming out of the pandemic, because I do believe there is light at the end of the tunnel. And there's so much that we've learned from this pandemic, so many ways that we have improved and enhanced education, but it should not be lost on anyone that we do have a lot of ground that we have to cover in order to recover. And so for our families, I would say be engaged in this moment. 
um, know that the school division wants to hear from you, that we want to support you in how to, um, you know, engage your, with your student at home and how to work with your school um, and have a sense of community because we can't do it alone. The other thing I would say is, you know, just being encouraged and staying the course um, and understanding that we will be accelerating learning. We have our unfinished learning plan. I would like to ask all of our families and our students to really understand what it means um, we do have a plan for recovery and to use the uh, stimulus money that we received to the tune of about $89 million to invest in our schools on things like high dosage tutoring, social emotional wealth and well-being and mental health, um, early literacy, transition support for students like you who will be going on to, on to college or going on to career. I would just say to our families, one, know what is available to your students through the school division and how we are investing um, our dollars and hold us accountable. And then two, for our students, I would say, uh, my advice to you is stay the course remain engaged and expect high expectations from your from your teachers um, and from your school community. But just as much as, as you want them to have high expectations for you, have high expectations for yourselves. Um, and it's not just about you know, working really hard, but being open to understanding yourself as well as the world around you. Our classrooms should be spaces that affirm our identities and are welcoming to our students. And so I want our students to know that although sometimes um, this can be very challenging, it has been challenging throughout the pandemic, you have so many people in your schools, in your community and within the school division that are here to support you. So never suffer in silence. If you are struggling with anything, reach out to a trusted adult for support. And I guarantee you that support will be there within your school community. And we will get through this together. Thank you, Dr. McDade. So any parting thoughts as we wrap up? Anything you want to leave us off with? Just that, you know, I believe that this will be a school year of endless possibilities. I really value the voice of our students. I want to thank you for having me on the podcast, but I also want to thank you for your leadership and students like you, um, like the Student Senate and our board reps. I just want our students to know that your voice, it, it matters and that everything that we do within this school division is in service to our students and to our families. And although it has been trying times, um, one of the most unprecedented times in public education, um, there is light at the end of the tunnel. We will continue to be focused on, uh, as I said earlier, recovery, acceleration, and re-engagement. We do have a strong plan. And I know that not only will we get through this, we will be stronger as a Prince William County community because of it. But I want more importantly than anything, um, our students and our families to know that I at believe in servant leadership and I am here leading the school division in service to our students so that they each can realize a strong thriving future, not just for themselves, but also for their communities. Dr. McDade, we are truly honored to have you as our superintendent. Thank you so much for the direction you're taking our county in and thank you very much for the interview and hope to stay in touch and I hope this year goes well for you.